It's HSK Today, a weekly in-depth look at the Henderson Silver Knights and the AHL with your host, Brian McCormick. And here we go, live from M Resort, the official hotel, spa, and casino of the Henderson Silver Knights. This is HSK Today. We're coming to you from Nighttime Hockey Bar inside M Resort and the casino floor. Brian McCormick here, you there. Lindsey Brown on the other side of the glass. As we talk Silver Knights hockey, and again, we will be at M Resort until 3 o'clock, so come on down, say hello, uh, and enjoy Nighttime Hockey Bar, your number one location to watch not only Silver Knights road games, but uh, all hockey games, as we are at the most wonderful time of the year, uh, with playoff uh, countdown in effect. Golden Knights hoping that they can clinch a playoff spot in the very near future as the Golden Knights come into uh, this week in the midst of their uh, Western Canadian road trip. They currently sit at the top of the Pacific Division with 94 points, the top of the Western Conference as well. So uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights, it's been a good stretch. For the Henderson Silver Knights, there have been certainly challenges, but uh, Silver Knights got a, a big win on Saturday against the Bakersfield Condors. Silver Knights are certainly at that point of the season where they're aware they're aware of the reality, uh, which is that their their pathway, their corridor to a potential playoff spot is narrow mathematically, and the Silver Knights not getting any help last night from the Tucson Roadrunners either. But uh, we will talk about that scenario. And However, the Silver Knights, whether they're going to have a path to the playoffs or not, what the importance of the final ten games will be. Uh, and for the Silver Knights, those final ten games, only four of them will be on home ice, including this Friday against the Coachella Valley Firebirds, uh, and then three more the rest of the way before the season finale on April 15th against the Ontario Reign. And again, we'll see what the math uh, holds for the Silver Knights when that date comes around. But we will talk about where the Silver Knights currently stand. We will talk about the Silver Knights' impact on the VGK and their run to the postseason. And most prominently over the last week and a half, it was Yuri Patera between the pipes and Pavel Dorofiev still making an impact day in and day out for the HSK. We'll also get you set for the Vegas Nighthawks, who kick off their season on Saturday night when they take on the Iowa Barnstormers at the Dollar Loan Center. So lots to cover, lots to discuss. Uh, and for the Henderson Silver Knights, again, right now the math not not entirely uh, in their favor, and uh, that's putting it somewhat mildly as the Silver Knights, as things stand this afternoon, they are nine points back of the Tucson Roadrunners for the final playoff spot, the seventh spot in the Pacific Division. They are six points back of eighth place San Jose, which I mentioned just because the Silver Knights will have to leapfrog San Jose if they're going to catch anybody. They need to not only catch up to the teams in playoff positioning, but they need to outrun San Jose to get there. Um, <clears throat> the San Jose Barracuda lost 8 nothing last night to the Colorado Eagles, so the Silver Knights got a little help there, but they did not in Tucson where the Roadrunners defeated the Ontario Reign 4-1. to uh, Silver Knights also... 11 points back of Bakersfield and uh, 14 points back of Ontario. The only reason I say how far back they are of Ontario uh, is because the Ontario Reign have lost 10 in a row. They are 0-8-2 in their last 10 games. So, uh, again, it's, it's unlikely that uh, that would be a challenge that would uh, make, or, or at least a, uh, they've lost 10 in a row. I don't anticipate they're going to lose 21 in a row. But nonetheless, the Ontario Reign are coming back to the Pacific Division pack. Um, but all of that said, you know, when you talk to the, the Silver Knights players today, uh, chatting a little bit with Brendan Brisson, a little bit with Jake Bischoff, and, you know, they say, you know, we know the math. Uh, we know we're pretty much going to have to run the table from here on out to uh, to make our way in and get a little bit of help as well. Uh, so certainly all you can do is control what you can control. But 
whether the Silver Knights are going to be playoff bound or not, that doesn't uh, remove the fact that this is a team that is a development team, which means every game played, whether you're 10 points in or 10 points out of a playoff spot, for the players, their job is to get better. Their job is to improve day in, day out, and also perhaps give uh, Bruce Cassidy and the coaching staff something to think about in terms of who will come up and serve on the uh, the taxi squad, if you will, the Black Aces squad uh, during the playoff run for the VGK. So, you know, those are all things that are being kept in mind. But you heard Manny Viveros say it in conversation today more than once. You know, this is a team that doesn't quit. And sometimes that can just sound like a, a, a rosy, happy uh, compliment to, to give a group. It's like, well, you know, don't worry about the results. This, this group doesn't quit. Well, it is a group that doesn't quit. Uh, and that's kind of what their, their rallying cry right now is. It's, you know, we can only take care of what we can take care of. There's things that we can't. And when we're not in control of those other games around the league, like when the Tucson Roadrunners uh, again face the Ontario Reign tonight, for those of you who are uh, fans of AHL scoreboard watching the Roadrunners in rain tonight is a game that impacts the Silver Knights' playoff chances. The San Jose Barracuda will be in Colorado again. That's worth keeping an eye on. You know, when, when you're not able to, to dictate the outcomes of those other games, you can at least make sure you've given yourself the best chance over these final 10 contests. And on top of that, you can make sure that you learn something in these 10 games and you kind of allow the, the fire and the furnace that is going to be the urgency of these final few weeks uh, to, to sharpen you heading into the spring. And again, whatever decisions the VGK coaching staff has to make or guys fighting for jobs for next year. Uh, if, if this is not going to be a playoff year for the HSK, there's still a lot to be gathered and gained in the final 10 contests. Uh, and just to prove that that isn't lip service, uh, it was pretty well demonstrated by the Silver Knights last weekend. They had lost five in a row heading into Saturday's home game against the uh, Bakersfield Condors. It's a Condors team they had lost to six straight times dating back to last season. So it's it's certainly uh, a team that the Silver Knights have had all kinds of trouble with, and they were trailing 2 nothing heading into the third period. For context there as well, the Silver Knights this season, when trailing after two periods going into the game on Saturday night, won 21 and one so statistically, this was not a, uh, a score sheet that looked favorable for the Silver Knights heading into the third period uh, by any means. And what the Silver Knights did was, again, proving the don't quit mentality and the fight to the finish line. The Silver Knights had their, you could argue, one of their best periods of the season. And it all started, the turnaround began on a Jake Bischoff goal that sounded a lot like this. Short-handed the other way on the left wing is Quinney. Into the zone, pulls up. Quinney waiting for help. Pass across. Bischoff scores. Jake Bischoff, a one-timer from the right circle. A shorthanded goal gets the Silver Knights on the board. It's 2-1. to one. That was Jake Bischoff with the shorthanded goal. It was the first shorthanded goal for the Silver Knights since mid-December. Uh, and it came at a, a, a very opportune time. This was a Silver Knights team that was shorthanded for the majority of nine minutes to finish the second period when things uh, got a little aggressive in the uh, latter stages of the second period. Caden Korzak uh, took, uh, let me just check the sheet to make sure I don't lie. Yeah, 17 minutes in penalties. He took 17 minutes in penalties on one sequence. He got a cross check, uh, and then he dropped the gloves in uh, a fighting major that uh, Justin Bailey of the Bakersfield Condors didn't want to drop his gloves either. So you had Caden Korzak. It's hard to get a fighting major without a, Someone else getting a fighting major? Caden Korzak did. So cross-checking, fighting, and a game misconduct uh, that put the Silver Knights shorthanded significantly at the end of the second period. And, in fact, in that nine minutes of shorthanded time, Bakersfield scored twice. 
So the Silver Knights had all the momentum in the world working against them. They had the uh, their own history working against them with how they've performed when trailing late. Uh, and they came out and scored five goals in the third period to pick up a 5-3 win. And again, whether or not that's going to be the two points that uh, when we look back two weeks from now, we realize got them into a playoff spot or not, doesn't really, well, it's not the most paramount thing. The most paramount thing is that Manny Viveros knows he has a scrappy group in the locker room that isn't content with taking a knee on the final 10 games of the season. They're here to battle, and the Silver Knights scored five goals in the third period. That Bischoff goal when trailing 2 nothing and shorthanded again, uh, that was a real, real momentum turner for the Silver Knights to get them on the board. Silver Knights scored three goals in a span of uh, four minutes and seven seconds, and that third goal of that sequence that gave them their first lead of the night was right off the draw, and it was Jamel Smith. Fourth power play of the game. They are one for three off the faceoff. Smith scores! Right off the draw, Jamel Smith wires it up over the blocker of Olivier Rodrigue. It's a power play goal. The Silver Knights have their first lead. It's 3-2. to two. And that was Jamel Smith scoring the 99th goal of his AHL career. Zachary Manninen would have a pair in the third period. Five goals in the third period for the Silver Knights, their highest output in a single period this season. So, uh, again, for the, for the Silver Knights, just a very gutsy, scrappy third period effort. Two points that uh, in that moment really, again, just keeps the Silver Knights afloat. It, it's a narrow window, and... By my math, just looking at the Pacific Division, Silver Knights, the most points that they can finish the season with. If they were to win out the rest of the season, their final 10 games, they would finish with 71 points. Now, again, that's very unlikely that they would win 10 in a row uh, from here on out. But if they were to do that, just the math being what it is, that would be 71 points to finish the season. Tucson has 60 points and would have the head-to-head tiebreaker because of uh, they've won the season series. So right now, the likely tragic number if you will for the silver knights the the likely number that that keeps them out of the postseason is 11 points 11 points over the course of the final 10 games that would be uh, a number that shrinks any time the silver knights lose a game it would shrink by two or any time the tucson roadrunners win a game as they did last night it would shrink by two so last night with tucson beating the color uh, the uh, ontario rain it goes from 13 to 11 that's a very narrow corridor for the Silver Knights over the final 10 games, and again, that's something that they're aware of. But the win on Saturday night kept that number at bay, and for the Silver Knights, every day is just going to be a, a mentality of survive and advance, survive and advance, survive and advance. Uh, it's going to be a challenge, but the, the fact that they won the game Saturday in the fashion that they did shows that this is not a team that's going to lay down over the final few weeks of the season, and that's something that I know Manny Viveros, uh, without question, is going to appreciate. Now, the Silver Knights heading into this weekend will take on the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Uh, the Firebirds, 41 wins on the season. They're fighting for the top spot in the Pacific. They are now two points back of first place Calgary. They have three games in hand, so it's going to be a very uh, purposeful and a very motivated Coachella Valley team that comes into the Dollar Loan Center. Silver Knights have played the Firebirds well this season, but have not won the Firebirds winning all five meetings between these two, the Silver Knights with a pair of shootout losses to get some points. But uh, this this is going to be a rough uh, challenge this weekend without question, Uh, not to mention the fact a home-and-home Friday's game at the DLC and then Saturday the Silver Knights going on the road and going to Palm Desert to face the Firebirds on their own turf. So uh, certainly a a good matchup and one of the best teams in the Western Conference coming in. I'm sure for Silver Knights fans looking to attend the game at the DLC, not only do you want to see the Silver Knights prospects, but 
uh, the Golden Knights prospects, but you're also eager to see the best of the best from the rest of the West, and the Coachella Valley Firebirds certainly fit that bill. If you're not going to be with us in person, then you can certainly join us on 12th of the game or on TV for Friday night as Darren Elliott will be in the booth with me as the Silver Knights and Firebirds go at it on my LV TV. So plenty to look forward to in the weekend ahead there as well. Silver Knights uh, impact at the VGK level over the last couple of weeks. As we mentioned, Pavel Dorofiev and Yuri Patera in particular. Pavel Dorofiev scored again last night. He now has goals in four of his last five games. He has six points over the last five games as well. Boy, has that been uh, a tremendous jolt for Pavel Dorofiev personally, but also a great lift for the VGK, who despite injuries, uh, they've just continued to, to maintain their uh, to, to maintain their pace throughout the course of the second half of the season. They've gone through five goaltenders now, including Yuri Patera, and all Yuri Patera did was win two games, and he stopped 65 out of uh, six, It was 65 out of 70 shots he faced across two games to pick up two wins. Uh, Yuri Patera, very, very solid. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to hear from Yuri Patera, who talked to us a little bit about his NHL experience and how he's grown in the American Hockey League this season. That interview is on the other side of the break. Brian McCormick here with you on HSK Today at M Resort. Join us uh, throughout the afternoon at M Resort at Nighttime Hockey Bar. We'll be back on 1230 The Game, the Silver Knights Radio Network. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more... HSK Today. Back on HSK Today, Brian McCormick here with you. The Silver Knights uh, host hotel and casino is M Resort, and that's where we're hanging out for the afternoon at Nighttime Hockey Bar at M Resort Spa and Casino, your number one location to watch the HSK when they're on the road at Nighttime Hockey Bar, which has more taps than I've been able to try to this point. We're already six months into the season, so that just shows you they have options galore. Well, Silver Knights fans, it's going to be all systems go in the heart of Henderson this weekend as the three teams that call the DLC home, they all get to work. The Silver Knights, the Vegas Nighthawks, and the G League Ignite all playing on consecutive nights at the Dollar Loan Center. You can catch all the action with the Maniac 3-pack. It begins tomorrow night when the G League Ignite hit the hardwood against the Oklahoma City Blue. Then Friday night, the Silver Knights are on the ice against the Coachella Valley Firebirds. And then Saturday, the Vegas Nighthawks of the Indoor Football League kick off their season against the Iowa Barnstormers. You can catch all the high-flying action in person with the Maniac 3-pack, all three games available starting at just $52 per seat. Get your tickets today. You can head on over to thedollarloancenter.com for details, thedollarloancenter.com, or call 702-645-4259, 702-645-4259. And again, the Maniac 3-pack, three, three games, three nights, three sports, all at the DLC and all starting tomorrow night when the Ignite tip off. So you want to make sure if you want to take advantage of it, take advantage of it quickly for the Maniac 3-pack. Henderson Silver Knights getting ready for the weekend ahead. Back-to-back home-and-home games against the Coachella Valley Firebirds. But uh, for the Silver Knights and uh, the players on their roster and the players who have been in the system throughout the season, while there's work to be done over the next couple of weeks to try to squeak into the playoffs, some of the players have already seen the rewards of their hard work at the next level, and that includes Yuri Patera and Pavel Dorofiev. Pavel Dorofiev is still up with the Vegas Golden Knights. 
where he has four goals in his last five games, six points over that stretch as well. For goaltender Yuri Patera, he has returned from the VGK as Logan Thompson appears to be healthy enough to rejoin. Uh, Yuri Patera back with the HSK. Uh, happy to be back and certainly uh, smiling ear to ear for the performance he had during his opportunity with the Golden Knights. He appeared in two games, the first two games of his NHL career, picking up a win against the St. Louis Blues in his NHL debut on March 12th, stopping 30 of 33 to pick up the victory. And then against the Columbus Blue Jackets on home ice, he was even better, stopping 35 of 37 in his first home outing. And, you know, whenever you talk to these young players who are going back and forth between the Golden Knights and the Silver Knights, one of the things they talk about, any player is going to be excited for their NHL debut. Anyone's going to be excited uh, to play at the next level and to play under the bright lights. But with the Silver Knights uh, and their opportunity to play at T-Mobile, well, you hear players who have been in the NHL for 20 years say that it's just a little bit different at T-Mobile Arena. The uh, the showmanship, the energy, the excitement, it's just a little bit different. So uh, for Yuri Patera, he had great memories of his first ever NHL game in St. Louis, but having a chance to play on home ice uh, was just as special, if not more so, for him in his second NHL outing. He got the win there as well. His family was in attendance for his first game at T-Mobile Arena. Uh, and just a lot to smile about for Yuri Patera over the last week and a half before returning to the HSK lineup for the weekend to come. We caught up with Yuri earlier this morning to talk about his experience in the National Hockey League and how it motivates a young goaltender going forward. And here's what Yuri Patera had to say. Yuri Patera joins us back from his first two wins in the National Hockey League with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Yuri, we're going to start with the easiest and most obvious of questions. What was it like uh, to finally get your chance to play in the NHL and to have uh, some success with it? Uh, it was an awesome feeling. You know, it was definitely uh, unexpected, but um, yeah, you know, I just try to make the most of it and, uh, you know, just hump in there and help the team get the two and then the four points. And yeah, it was an awesome feeling. Now, you've been called up before, to, whether it was you know taxi squad experiences or to back up, but you've gone up and, and known when you went up that maybe the expectation wasn't that you were going to get into a game. When you got called up this time, did you have the expectation that uh, you're, you might get your chance? Uh, I mean, I knew what was going on, and I knew that they were on a road trip and how many games they were going to play. So I was, you know, I called my dad, and I was like, man, I might, I might get a game, you know, like you might guys have to fly down. But I didn't know for sure until the morning in Carolina when uh, – um, Bruce and uh, Sean Burke, um, they talked to me in the morning and they told me I'm going to play in San Luis. And, yeah, then I just I just try to have my head around it. But, yeah, it was fun. And Bruce Cassidy said uh, on Saturday in Carolina, he spoke to you and then he spoke to everybody else and said, yeah, Yuri's going to go tomorrow. I figure it's probably beneficial to have 24 hours notice for something like that, but that's also a long time to, to think about. Were, were there butterflies? How did you spend that day waiting for the actual game to arrive? Um, I was just like, you know, we were in, uh, it, it wasn't that much of, uh, to think about because we had a game the, uh, the night before. So, you know, I was just trying to be engaged in that. And then the travel right after a game. And then uh, I skated in the morning. So I didn't really want to think about it until my afternoon nap. And then, uh, yeah, uh, Sean Berg, he helped me a lot with uh, Mish with uh, some plays that St. Louis uh, likes to do, especially from behind the net. And, um, yeah, I actually had a first save from the kind of situation. So I started, uh, I got a confidence from that. But, yeah, no, um, the 24-hour notice was definitely definitely uh, really good. So I could just, like, hap, uh, wrap my head around it. With Yuri Patera, now you have that 24 hours and then you have the next day. Now, typically, when a goaltender is playing that night, 
guys like myself, we're not going to interview you, we're not going to talk to you, we leave you alone. It's, uh, it's tradition. That doesn't mean that your teammates are going to necessarily leave you alone. And these are guys that know it's a big night for you and you're excited. Were, were they talking you up throughout the day or were they staying away from you throughout the day? Um, you know, especially Paul Cotter, he, like, I told him and he was, like, really pumped for me. And, uh, yeah, it was just, you know, a lot of guys were happy for me. But, you know, it was uh, before the game. So, obviously, I wanted the game uh, to go well and uh, get the two points, which, uh, which happened. So, yeah, that definitely the winning, uh, the winning part of it is the more exciting part than uh actually actually starting but yeah it was an awesome feeling and uh yeah i get the get the uh winning the puck after a game was uh it was great do you still have the puck or does that go to mom and dad i uh, i gave it to my parents <laughs> well well and you probably gave it to them in person because you got to make your second nhl start got your second nhl win and your family they were in attendance for that one at t-mobile arena yeah, they uh, so the team. They told me on uh, I think it was on Wednesday, and then uh, they did an amazing job. I really appreciate them flying uh, and them flying them out here. And uh, I also had my uh, my buddy flying down here too on uh, Friday, but my parents were here from uh, Thursday, so it was a quick turnaround for them. Um, yeah, I, uh, my dad had a really great time, and you know, just like having uh, you know these people and in, uh, in the crowd and uh, watching me play and you know they sacrificed so much for me and uh, throughout my whole career so I really appreciated they got to uh, got to see it and, uh, you know experience the the crowd and all the all the show with Yuri Patera I could picture your first really your first two games I'm sure both of them felt uh, monumental to you I could imagine you remembering every single thing and I could also imagine you remembering nothing at all. It was one big blur. Is it maybe somewhere in the middle? Uh, probably somewhere in the middle. I actually watched the game after, uh, I think it was a couple of days ago when my dad was, um, when my parents were still here. We watched it uh, from the from the Instat or whatever, the whole game. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't really remember, like, half of the half of the shots. But, yeah, no, it's definitely there are some moments where they stand out, uh, some more than the others, but yeah, it's. I'd say it's somewhere in between. How would you describe your NHL experience in terms of the actual gameplay in the National Hockey League? We'll talk to forwards and defensemen. They'll talk about being quicker. You know, obviously your position requires different things than their position. What were the differences, and, and did your AHL time make you feel prepared for that? Um, I think, obviously, you know, like it's just one uh, one level. Uh, better than from uh, from the AHL but probably the biggest difference for me was just like you know the guys can make plays under uh under a lot of pressure and a uh, higher speed but you know the, you also play in, in uh, behind a really good defense and behind a really good team that helps you so the biggest difference was probably um you know the defense you can like you know you know uh, what to expect from them and uh you know also guys are making high skill plays and higher speed so that's probably the biggest uh biggest difference and biggest takeaway from from what i experienced and there's got to be a lot of uh, satisfaction or let's just put it in layman's terms it's got to be really neat to have your first nhl experience to have the success and also to have it amongst former silver knights teammates who have already gone through that journey too. Paul Cotter's having a great year. Pavel Dorofiev's having a great couple of weeks. It's got to be neat for all of you guys to be in that dressing room together and, and having good results. Yeah, I, I think so, right? Even for the guys who, uh, you know, who got sent down, like Pickle and Miro, like 
all these guys, they did, a, they did an amazing job up there. And, you know, Pav's been on a roll. He's playing really well. He's playing with two really good guys. And, you know, he's uh, it's working out for him. So I hope he stays there as long as possible. And, yeah, I think it's for all the guys, you know, if, to go up there and experience that and kind of prove themselves. And it's a big confident booster for all the guys to kind of know that they can play on that level. And uh, for me, it was a really big confidence confidence booster going up going up there didn't know if i'm like good enough but didn't really want to think about it too much but then yeah like you know it's it all happens so fast and once the puck drops you don't really think about it too much well you talk about the confidence and you know your first ahl action came during the covid shortened season which was a a pretty quick experience for for all of us last year you were predominantly here in henderson from thanksgiving on and then this year, of course, has been a full year in the AHL. And while wins and losses for the team have been a challenge, your individual numbers have been fantastic. Do you feel that this year has been, even without the NHL games, just what you've done here in Henderson, has this year been a significant step forward for you? Um, I think so. You know, like it's obviously a lot of the credit goes to uh, Freddie and uh, Berkey up top. You know, they're doing a really good job with the goaltending uh, department. So, yeah, no, I'll be just trying to do what um, – what well, they told me, trying to work on my game, uh, be a little bit more patient, be to be a little bit more controlled, and I think I've done that this year. I'm just trying to uh, bring it to the last ten games of the season and finish the season strong, and you know, just trying to get better every every day. I'm at the ring every game, trying to get to win, and then uh, it'll be a hard work in the summer again. You mentioned Fred Brathwaite, Sean Burke. Like it really is a credit to them that when Logan Thompson went down. And then Aiden Hill and uh, Laurent Bressois go down. Like, again, we're going into five goaltenders now, and the results are the same. It really does speak to the, the continuity that the organization has goaltending top to bottom. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, obviously, uh, you know, injuries create a lot of uh, opportunity for, for the new guys and for the other guys. But, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's – it's nice for the guys going up and, uh, you know, having good games. And it's just an awesome feeling kind of knowing uh, you you can play on that level. And, uh, yeah, like you said, um, VGK has a really good, really good goaltending the whole year. And, um, yeah, it's just to be it's, – it's nice to be uh, part of it a little bit. With Yuri Patera, what are some of the things that Freddie has, has focused with you particularly on? Obviously, you're still a developing young goaltender. You're always looking to add something or, or improve something. What's been highlighted for you this year? Um, like I said before, probably the most uh, being in control of the skating, being in control of the rebounds, um, you know, just trying to not to be too crazy in that. Uh, don't, don't do... Uh, too much but not too little so something like between and uh yeah just probably that the patience and uh the control is probably the most um important thing that i've been working on now yuri you're just such a nice down-to-earth guy easily approachable for fans and uh, media alike but i wonder now that you've played in the nhl that you've seen that side are you a different person now are you only shopping in the gucci stores are you only doing the five-star restaurants are you a different person now no, I uh, I don't want to be doing that. But obviously, when my parents were here uh, and my friends were here, I took them to a nice restaurant, and uh, yeah, that was that was about it. But other than that, I don't know. I just wanna. I don't really think about it too much. I just wanna, you know, save some save up some money, invest it in the right spots, and uh, don't want to be 
wasting on, uh, you know, kind of unnecessary stuff. And, and you did say that your, your mother had been here once before, but for your dad, this was his first time in Vegas. So he gets to see his son play in the National Hockey League, and then he gets to take in everything else that Vegas has to offer. That's a heck of a week to give your dad. Yeah, I know it was awesome. I was really happy that he, uh, he got to see it and he got to experience it. It was, it was a really wholesome moment to have him here. And, uh, you know, seeing him after a game, it was just a special moment because, you know, he's been kind of living it through through my eyes and he was a hockey player uh, as well and he he couldn't fulfill uh, fulfill his dreams obviously but um, yeah you know he had a, he got a bad injury when he was a, he was younger so it's nice to see him you know enjoying the moment enjoying uh, Vegas and the crowd and yeah it was just amazing moment to have both of them here did the coaching staff say anything to you in particular after your NHL stint you know you were coming back down that it's a matter of of numbers but was there any parting advice or praise or anything that they gave you on your way out uh i talked to uh both bruce uh bruce and uh sean burke and then uh yeah they you know they just told me to go down and um you know keep up the the hard work and uh keep doing what i've been doing and just you know just keep it keep it simple and just working hard basically but yeah they were um we had a good conversation with both of them even with uh even with kelly so yeah i was really really happy about that and now as you return to Henderson, you're right back into the midst of this playoff push for the Silver Knights. Uh, going into tonight, you guys are now, I believe it is nine points out of that seventh spot, but you've got ten games left, so the urgent time is, is now. What's the mood for the guys and the uh, the mental approach heading into this weekend against Coachella? Uh, I think, you know, uh, coming off of the game and, um, against Bakersfield within, uh, with the last win, um, we just know we have to uh, focus on ourselves and control what we can control, right? So trying to stack up as many wins as possible. And, uh, you know, good things are going to happen, I'm sure, if, uh, if we'll keep winning. And uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll squeeze into that uh, last playoff spot. Well, Yuri, congrats on the recent success. I know it was fun for you. It was a lot of fun for us to watch, too. And uh, looking forward to a lot more. Awesome. Thank you. And that was Yuri Patera from earlier today. And, uh, I'll tell you, it's just it's a lot of fun to see a young player go up, uh, not just to have the opportunity to go up, but to have success. But you could you could hear how important it was to Yuri, not just to to play well and have that chance, but also he mentions his father, his father who played uh, professionally in Europe and uh, had dreams of the NHL himself, and injury prevented him from getting there. But you know how special it is for Yuri to not only have the opportunity for himself, but to to kind of be the vessel for which. Uh, his parents can not only be proud of him, but his father can kind of live that NHL dream too vicariously. I think sometimes we talk about uh, parents doing things vicariously through their children. It almost comes across with a negative connotation. It doesn't have to. Sometimes it's a really sweet and and meaningful opportunity. Uh, and Yuri Patera was all smiles. And I'll tell you what, if you look at the way the Golden Knights have been able to handle uh, goaltending challenges this year in terms of personnel, and you think back to, you know, I think we've heard more than once the comparison to the inaugural season when uh, the Golden Knights reached deep, deep, deep into their goaltending depth. Well, again, we've already seen f- five goaltenders in the mix for the VGK this season. Logan Thompson, Laurent Brassois, uh Aiden Hill, of course, Jonathan Quick, and now Yuri Patera getting in there as well. What a credit that is to Sean Burke, to uh, Mike Rosati, but also to Fred Brathwaite. If you look at what the goaltending picture is for the VGK right now, not only getting good work out of Yeri Patera, 
But and then of course Yuri Pater is only 24 years old. There's a lot of uh, road left ahead of Yuri Pater in his career. This is just the beginning. But if you look at Laurent Brassois, who was injured throughout the summer, needed to come down to the American Hockey League and get some some rehab opportunities, some reps, and some instruction to get to get his game back. Uh, this is a player who has described that he's been playing hurt for a long time, and this season in Henderson, when he got back to work, was the healthiest he said he's felt in years. So in that arena, the Silver Knights have relied on Fred Brathwaite to get him back into game shape and developing strong habits to be ready for NHL duty again. If you look back two years ago to Logan Thompson making his HSK debut and he would go on to win goaltender of the year honors, this was a, a guy who was very much an unknown commodity, and that story has been pretty well told. But the journey of him making his way to the Golden Knights after being undrafted, going through Canadian University, going to the ECHL, and coming to the Silver Knights really in a goaltending battle with Oscar Dansk and Dylan Ferguson for who was going to be the everyday guy at the start of that process. I feel like we forget he didn't just come in anointed and have a goaltender of the year type season. He had to battle his way to win the win the job and then ran away with the league statistics from there. But that was a product of the work of Fred Brathwaite in Henderson, too. So the Silver Knights have gotten just uh, marvelous results from young goaltenders. Uh, and we're seeing some, some promising early work from Isaiah Seville as well. Um, but uh, if it, there are a lot of people who can be proud of uh, what Yuri Patera did in Vegas or with Vegas last week. Fred Brathwaite uh, should be smiling ear to ear. And, you know, I heard Manny Viveros, I've heard him say this a couple of times. He says sometimes coaching is a little bit like parenting. You're giving instruction, you're talking to young kids, and you're thinking to yourself, like, are they hearing me? Are they actually listening to me? <laughs> and uh, it's moments like seeing Yuri Pateri in Vegas, seeing what Pavel Dorofiev is doing for the Golden Knights right now, uh, seeing the season Paul Cotter is having for the VGK right now, where Manny Vibros can say, oh, yep, they heard me, they're listening, they got it. Uh, and although the Silver Knights uh, in the win-loss record columns have uh, have struggled this season, some of the fruit that has been borne by the, the HSK experiment over the last couple of years certainly gives the coaching staff uh, a lot to feel good about. Yuri Patera, the most recent example. Well, Silver Knights fans, as we mentioned, the Vegas Nighthawks kick things off this weekend on Saturday. Head coach Mike Davis has his squad ready to go. They finished training camp this week and uh, the final roster on its way out. You can join the exclusive season ticket membership for the Nighthawks and the most electric indoor football experience in the world. Seats starting at just $10. Bring the entire family to meet risk and stay for cacautographs after every home game. Visit NighthawksFootball.com nighthawksfootball.com and get your tickets today. We'll hop out. When we come back, we will wrap things up on HSK today, talk a little bit about a couple of milestones to keep a watch for this weekend against the Firebirds. That's straight ahead on HSK today, coming to you live from Nighttime Hockey Bar at M Resort Spa and Casino. Back with you in just a moment on 1230 The Game, the Silver Knights Radio Network. A man become preeminent. He's expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Brian McCormick. Back on HSK today, Brian McCormick here with you at Nighttime Hockey Bar at M Resort. Nice meeting a few folks who have uh, been working their way around the casino floor at M Resort. Also, like to apologize to the people sitting within earshot of the speaker playing their games who are not expecting to hear booming voices or music over their shoulders, but 
Glad that everyone is adjusting uh, for the Henderson Silver Knights. They'll be in action this weekend, uh, home and home Friday and Saturday against the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Friday night's game at the DLC, Saturday night at Acrisure Arena in Palm Desert. And for the Silver Knights, that game on Friday night, a 7 o'clock puck drop. Uh, we'd love to have you there in person at the Dollar Loan Center, but if you've got other things to do, maybe you've got uh, homework, date night, I don't know what you do, but if you want to have us in the back of your mind or in your ear, you can always join us here on 12.30 The Game. And also on that night, join us on the TV side as well. We'll be televised on My LV TV. Darren Elliott will join us, and uh, I believe Brian Salmond from the News 3 family will be joining us as well. So lots of fun for Friday against the Coachella Valley Firebirds as the Silver Knights look to stay in the win column. They uh, What a stretch it's been over the last month. Uh, an 0-5-2 stretch, followed by a 6-0 stretch, followed by an 0-5 stretch, and now the Silver Knights winners on Saturday to break that skid, hoping that they can extend that uh, deep into the early week of April uh, and keep themselves in the mix. Again, for the Silver Knights, it's going to be a challenge as they come into this week. Uh, this weekend, nine points back of Tucson for the final playoff spots, 11 points back of the sixth-place Bakersfield Condor. Silver Knights will need some help, but uh, winning puts the heat on everybody, and Silver Knights have certainly played some of their best hockey this season against the Coachella Valley Firebirds, even without the results to show for it. Some of their best uh, lockdown defensive efforts have come against some of the best teams in the Pacific in Calgary and in Coachella Valley. Can the Silver Knights find that game again? We will see. Well, we talked a lot about the uh, HSK impact on the VGK. And, you know, uh, Lindsay, on the other side of the glass, we're going to bring you in, too, because I'd like to see your perspective. You get to watch more Golden Knights hockey probably than I even do. But, you know, for, for Pavel Dorofiev, the success he's had over the course of the last handful of games with goals in four of his last five, one thing that's so noteworthy, and, and I think Bruce Cassidy has spoken to this, too, is just how much time we see Pavel Dorofiev spending inside the dots, inside the circles. The reason he's having success is because he's getting to the middle, and I don't think that's something that fans automatically presumed was his game. We see the speed, we see the flash, and we see the finesse, but he's learning how to play a little bit more of a blue-collar uh, blue style, and it's the reason why he's getting more and more minutes. Yeah, absolutely, and and it's really impressive when you see young guys that don't shy away from an opportunity like that because sometimes, you know, the bright lights, you have big-time teammates, big-time opponents, and you're just like, oh, maybe I need to ease my way and i got to really feel out where exactly I fit, but... That line in general has just been on fire. Riley Smith is on a, on a crazy point streak. William Carlson is is basically dictating whatever he wants to do out there. And I just think Dorofiev is, you know, uh, the beneficiary of a lot of those good plays that are being made by those two veteran players. And that's what you want to see. Those are the ideal situations you want your young players to to walk into. And he's earning every minute of ice. And, he, and, and Bruce said it the other day. It's not just because he's scoring. It's, it's the little details as well. And, uh, you talked a lot about on today's program just the preparation and the coaching staff up and down this organization, and, and you see success like that. It's it's a clear indicator what you're doing is working. And you know, Lindsay, I think one of the things that I, I laugh about, you know, the first goal in this run for Dorofiev went off his face, went off his visor. And, you know, Great way laugh. to start the career, I think. We all had a chuckle about it and said, yeah. oh, well, maybe maybe that'll relax him. Well, you know, let's let's look backwards a week again now. Maybe it did, but it certainly was a good way to, to get him off and running. But the, the redirect he had last night in Vancouver was gorgeous. Uh, there, there's confidence for sure, but everything he's doing is from the hash marks and in. 
Yeah, it's fantastic, and he's a guy that clearly is is he gets that puck on a stick, he's going to shoot it right away. And and you're seeing more of an influx with young players these days, just in the wider NHL, because you're seeing so much talent that's bubbled up from the the ADP model in American hockey and, and Canadian hockey as well, where these guys are are really used to finding ways to create in tight spaces. And so it's a, it's an excellent thing to see, especially with, you know, the, the omission of Mark Stone, but with the trades that they made with, uh, with and, and Dorofia, it's just really impressive what they've been able to accomplish while being hobbled. Now, I'll tell you, one, one other thing that kind of has occurred to me, I, I chuckle to myself as I think about it, but, you know, we get uh, married to certain narratives, and you think, okay, these young kids, they're going to be nervous, the bright lights, mm-hmm. uh, trying to prove themselves as, as deserving NHLers. There's absolutely some truth to that, of course. Any of us doing something for the first time want to do it well and want to prove that we belong. But I'll tell you, when you find yourself in the situation of a team being so heavily impacted by injuries, and this probably applies more to Yuri Patera than it does to Pavel Dorofiev and others, but... You know, if you were Yuri Patera, you want to do well for you, for for your, you know, you, you want to do well because that's what you expect of yourself. Mm-hmm. But in terms of what you think you owe anybody else, you, I don't know if maybe that's alleviated a little bit. Because if you're in there, like, hey guys, it's not my fault. I'm here. We're we're, we're down to the fifth goalie on the death chart. I'm right. here just trying to do my best. I think that actually could remove some pressure. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. But the results have been phenomenal for pretty much everyone involved, I think there's an opportunity to take a little bit of heat off of yourself in that kind of circumstance. Yeah, the weight fest is definitely different, and I think the way that Bruce has structured the defensive zone really creates a great environment for netminders, no matter their style. Obviously, if you're a little bit more of a stay-home goaltender like Laurent Brassois, things are going to be a little bit easier because you compartmentalize, you control your rebounds. But in terms of of Patera, in terms of quick, you're a little bit more athletic. You're a little bit more uh, fly by the seat of your pants. But when you have guys like Alec Martinez, like Alec Alex Petrangelo, uh, Zach Whitecloud, that understand I need to box these guys out and I need to be need to be on alert to clear out any rebounds that are here. And it's just it's. It's a great way to see that, uh, to illustrate how team of a game this truly is, because so much of your success as a netminder is dependent on the players' play in front of you. And, of course, helping the VGK at this point as well is that the big players are putting up big numbers too. Jack Eichel, Riley Smith, Jonathan Marshall. So everybody's rolling right now at just the right time for the Golden Knights as they look to solidify their spot at the top of the Pacific. The Golden Knights will be back in action tomorrow night when they are in Calgary to take on the Flames at the Saddle Dome. Silver Knights, as we mentioned, this weekend back-to-back against the Coachella Valley Firebirds, after which they will be heading out to Calgary for next week against the Calgary Wranglers. Silver Knights, after this weekend, after this back-to-back with the Firebirds, uh, not only will they have just eight games remaining on the schedule, five of them will be on the road. The last two will be against the Ontario Reign, who, as uh, we've mentioned, have lost ten in a row so the Ontario Reign uh, in major slip-and-slide territory. Uh, something to keep in mind, and it can happen to the Silver Knights too, but this time of year, NHL teams need their prospects. They need to strengthen their rosters. They're looking to get players up for the playoff push, the playoff run. Uh, it is not as though every team that we see on the calendar the rest of the way for the Silver Knights is going to look the way they look today and be at full strength. Look at the San Jose Barracuda. They've just had... Uh, Jacob Peterson, Andrew Agazino up. Uh, William Eklund just came back, but there's lots of shuffling. So as you try to forecast the rest of the way, Silver Knights are certainly going to need some help, and they're going to have to play uh, at a pace that we've never seen them play before, even at their best over the last three seasons. But uh, it's a it's a team right now that 
has confidence that they picked up from their Saturday night win over the Bakersfield Condors and the way in which they did it, scoring five goals in the third period. Uh, let's see what kind of lightning they can catch in the bottle and just how big that bottle might be against some of the top competition in the Pacific Division the rest of the way. Reminder that Saturday night, the Vegas Nighthawks get things going against the Iowa Barnstormers, their home opener at the Dollar Loan Center, a 7 o'clock start. Uh, the Nighthawks, uh, some turnover, but some familiar faces coming back, including uh, Gabe McCoy and uh, Jordan McCray, but Daquan Neal expected to be the quarterback under center, the IFL MVP in 2019. An exciting addition for Mike Davis's crew. Go to NighthawksFootball.com and get your tickets for kickoff on Saturday against the Iowa Barnstormers. Well, that's going to do it for us today on HSK Today. Thank you to Yuri Patera for joining the program and sharing with us not only his experiences from this past weekend, but what he expects of himself going forward. A lot to be excited about for Yuri Patera, not only what he did with the VGK, but what he's done with the Silver Knights this season. Silver Knights and Coachella Valley Firebirds Friday at the Dollar Loan Center. Tickets available at HendersonSilverKnights.com. We'll be here on 1230 of the game and on TV 7 o'clock puck drop. I'm Brian McCormick. Thank you for spending your Wednesday afternoon with us. We'll see you this weekend for Silver Knights Hockey.